0: Hey, this is Eric, and you're listening to NeuroDetergent.
1: And this is Sarah, licensed clinical social worker. And this is Katie, licensed professional counselor. Our goal is to reach like-minded folks in an effort to connect, encourage, and support each other in our struggles navigating life with neurodivergence.
0: What are we forgetting? Um... Um, oh, fun. Fun. And laughs.
1: And laughs.
0: Along the way, (laughs) y'all. If you've got a stubborn stain on your You are listening to neurodetergent episode 21
1: the big what, two one
0: the big two one we're 21 <laughs> weeks old at 21 weeks old babies are sitting up are setting up foundations for crawling and sitting in the next few months so here okay, we go here we we're go. crawling and sitting now officially on the
2: podcast <laughs>
0: <Yikes>. <laughs> <laughs> <Mama>. <laughs> So, how are we doing today, Katie and Sarah? You both seem in very good spirits.
2: Oh. Oh, Katie made breakfast burritos that were oh, amazing.
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, and you brought me some. Thank you so much. They were delicious.
1: How would you rank them?
0: I mean, on a scale of one to amazing? One or to five. On a scale of one to five, um, I would say a three and a half. There wasn't any salsa on them. Oh.
2: I mixed a- the salsa because I thought they were too... To, uh, to, uh, they were runny. delicious,
0: though. Eggs, cheese, bacon. I mean... They
2: were amazing. Uh, hash browns?
0: Oh, there were hash browns in it. Yeah. I didn't realize. I ate them so quick because they were so delicious. <clears throat>
2: that
1: was a phlegmy inhale. <laughs> All right. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, today...
0: Yeah. Today we're talking about... This is a, a listener uh, emailed us and, and asked us our opinions on dealing with Shame. Shame. And, you know, I feel like that's something that's been brought up a lot in the podcast, uh, you know, over the last 21 weeks. Um, When we're talking about different things and and how things can affect us as we grow older and all of that. Um, How would you even define shame? Like, how does it differ from guilt?
2: Okay, well, I'll start with like how it differs from guilt. So guilt is like you feel bad because you did something. Um, or didn't do something. Shame is like, you feel bad because you think there's something wrong with you. Right. Katie. Yeah, I would say so. Okay.
1: So, um, like the best way that I remember it is by, it's like, um, if you feel guilt, it is to it is because you've done something wrong. And if you feel shame, it's cause you feel like you are wrong. Okay. okay.
2: I like it. So let, I was thinking, too, maybe we should talk about, like, what – because, Katie, something you talk about with your clients a lot is, like, where did shame come from? Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah, is yeah. shame? <clears throat> so, um, like, when we feel guilt
1: uh, or, like, when we get embarrassed, right, mm-hmm. um, it is uh, an emotion that is, like, a behavior modifier, Right. So if we f- have done something like, say, we spend the night at our friend's house and we ask if we can borrow their top and, like, we ruin it, right? And we feel guilty, right? Um, we have to go tell them we fucked their top up or whatever, right? Um, like, it's, it's like, meant to motivate you to be held accountable for, for something that you've done. Or, like, right. um, the thing that alleviates that feeling is to go and, like take responsibility for your actions that, that cause that when, very well said. <clears throat> thank you. You're when welcome. we feel shame, it is a socially derived emotion. Okay. So like, um, we don't like babies don't feel shame, right? Like, um, it is something that's like based on our social constructs and like it, engaging in a behavior that is outside the norm of that social construct. And then the, the reaction from Whoever is in that social construct um, causes you to feel like you behaved in a way or you are a way that is unacceptable socially,
2: right? Sure. And if you think about, like, evolutionary <clears throat> purposes for that mm-hmm. would be to, like, if you are um, outside of the group, you're less likely to survive. Yes. Right? Right. And so, right. like, the... That is why it would be beneficial so if you for engage that in socially to continue to yeah. exist in us.
1: If you engage in un- a socially unacceptable behavior and you are shamed for that behavior, you either correct it or you, or you exist outside of that social, and then you concept. no longer receive the benefits. Right. And so, like um, a socially uh, unacceptable behavior, for example, like might be masturbating in public. Right right? Um, like, and if you do that in school, you're going to get publicly shamed. Like everybody has probably a story about like a kid that got caught in the bathroom or in class that was like masturbating. Right. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. And like, so that would be an example of that. And like that person might feel shame for that. Right. And they might feel like there's something wrong with them. Um, but like, the purpose of that like engagement of behavior would be to eliminate it.
0: Can I trauma dump on you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> That's That's you. That's what I, figured, I you. figured I'd ask permission this time because I didn't know. <laughs> Are it you gonna tell us a story about you publicly episode. masturbating? No, okay. but uh, there was a rumor started about me okay. in high school that okay, I yeah. was caught. Masturbating. Actually, this was in junior high. Um, I mean, and I never was. I but just, there was yeah. a rumor, and you know, we've talked before about you know the way I used to get bullied in yeah. school. But that shit followed me mm-hmm. from junior high all throughout high school. Yeah, and even shortly before I left Harrison, like trying to date as like a young adult, like mm-hmm. seventeen, eighteen, like it's still a teenager. Um, like even that would affect that yeah and it really fucked yeah i'm sure like crying in the principal's office because i keep getting Uh, picked on for something that never happened i'm sorry i mean and nobody did anything about it i mean what can you do about it right i mean Um,
1: something different right i will tell (laughs) you whatever was done. i will
0: tell you there was this kid uh in my algebra class algebra algebra named neil (laughs) <laughs> and he help. like do you know that stereotypical uh affluent white mm-hmm. jock kind of kid but like also weirdly overly religious yeah, yeah, too? yeah okay
2: yeah um
0: he was wearing a shirt that said jesus loves you this much and it was a picture of jesus on the cross right and he what came the in fuck? <laughs> know, right? sorry
2: Jesus like it's not
0: weird if you grow up in it but okay. it is weird if you don't i can not imagine it's but yeah i remember he he was wearing this shirt and like these kids were making fun of me and he like joined in and i looked at him i was like i can't believe you're gonna do that and wear that fucking shirt dude yeah you're a fucking hypocrite and then no seriously <laughs> it gets better later on that night um my mom and i went to walmart and a lot of times she would go do her own thing and I would go like check out the electronic section looking at like CDs and cassette tapes and shit, you know, back
1: when they, you could play the games so. yeah.
0: <laughs> and he was there and he came up to me and he apologized oh. and he was like, you know, you're right. I thought Damn. about what you said and I was like, okay. And he's like a youth pastor now. I mean, I guess he kind of grew out of that, but still, you know, it oh, that's cool. Like that shit. Like I'll mm-hmm. never forget that though. Yeah. That feeling of, of being made fun of and yeah. You know how much it hurts, especially as a kid. Yeah, no and doubt. I, I can definitely take some trash talk as an adult, but as a child, oh yeah, where like you just feel helpless. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, so, I get it. <clears> throat>
2: throat> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry that, that shame to you. and guilt.
1: <laughs> 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 so, um. It's just you
0: came, you 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 unlocked a horrible <laughs> memory.
1: Sorry for that. Um, so. When I was thinking about, like, shame and guilt, like, I think about, like, um, everybody almost, or at least everybody I know, has heard of the term, like, mom guilt, Mm -hmm. right? And so, like, if you just look at the population of moms, right, like, and, and consider, like, mom guilt, right, it's like there are certain... Types of moms, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, like if you are in, if you have your kid in gymnastics, then like you might go and like, you might sit there and like watch your kid do gymnastics and not engage with any other person there. Mm -hmm. But there are usually groups of women, um, maybe some men that like kind of form like friend groups, like adults that form friend groups within that, like that, like within that friend group and within those kids right you're gonna like they're all gonna raise their kids similarly probably Mm -hmm. and then if somebody then behaves as a mom like outside of that right they'll get like um they they might feel guilty and they call it mom guilt or whatever it's like oh you forgot to uh make sure that your kids leotard fit them appropriately or you don't prep your kids or you don't prep your kids snacks or Or you forgot it was your turn to bring the snacks or whatever you have that but then like Um, A little bit deeper than that as a society, we shame the fuck out of women for almost everything. Oh, (laughs) you're right. Right. And so like just on the whole women experience shame on like a much different – have a much different experience with shame than men do.
0: You're absolutely right. There's this group and I really should leave it because it's just toxic as fuck, but it's WTF Springfield and Mm, someone, someone posted, just Mm. took a picture of a girl wearing short shorts, Mm. took a picture of her from behind and posted it in that group. You couldn't Mm. see the girl's face. That doesn't make it okay. And Mm. I, and I made the comment. I was like, you know, post taking a sneaky picture and posting it online just to make fun of someone
2: it's perverted. Is
0: is creepy as fuck. Yes. and yes. and the argument like there were a lot of people, mostly women, that agreed with me. But the argument from the men was, well, it's not against the law. They don't uh, have any expectation of privacy. It's like I'm not arguing about the law with right. you. It doesn't make you any less yes. of a piece of shit yes. if you think this is okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's somebody's kid. Yes, <laughs> it's, right. And it's, one it's a guy's person. like, yeah. and one guy, <laughs> it's one, a human
0: being. One guy was like, well, maybe if you you know spent more time thinking about getting laid or whatever. Oh, my gosh. And, you yeah. know, I don't know this guy, but I probably get laid more than he, gets. <laughs> he
2: does. It's just, it's like, it's, it's objectifying.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's
1: like, this is a human being. Like, are we, uh, we it's just fucked. Anyway, if there any is... of
2: those people saw a picture of themselves taken from behind while they're, like, out at the store or something like that looking shitty right or they, good or good <laughs> but being shamed online it's like, like that that would are feel you doing? fucking shitty yeah and it's just
0: the that creepy like you know it's like an upskirt photo or something yes. like that that's how it felt and i was just like this is just gross but like the whole the whole argument was that it's okay because it's not against the law oh, yeah. yeah and i'm like that's I, stupid so <laughs> in 2020
1: after so in 2020, me and Sarah went to a workshop, uh, and it was um, it was like a shaman workshop, right? And we okay. got to learn about like Incan tradition. Not a shaman workshop. No, <laughs> <laughs> the Sorry, shaman. I
0: <laughs> I I couldn't help myself. I'm
1: sorry. It took me a minute.
0: All of our audience's eyes collectively. (laughs) Right,
1: for real. So, uh, anyways, we went to that. And, like, we worked with this person who... May or may not be a shaman. I'm not really at liberty to, I don't know who, what they are. Anyways, so um, they did like a past life uh, regression on me, is what they call it. Okay. Where they, where I just sit there. So I laid there. So I laid down on this like massage table, right? And um, the shaman had a rattle. And some other things. Okay. And also was like with her, like with her like voice, like making a lot of sounds. Anyway, she was going around me, going around my head, like making sounds. She's like, <laughs> 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 It was intense. Um, I laid there the whole time. I didn't say anything. She didn't ask me any questions. And then after it was over, like, um you know, we, I sat up and we talked and stuff and she told me that my past life regression was that I was born in shame.
2: Oh,
1: and that, (laughs) and that, um, uh, like when I was, uh, she like the furthest back that she went in my past lives was like, I was like this village boy and I lived in this village, but like nobody knew that I existed. And like, I kind of like. Slunk away out of the village and then, like, uh, went into the forest and then, like, laid down by a tree and the vines in the forest just came around me and I died and, like, that's all I ever
0: what (laughs) that's very sad
1: very sad but anyways um so i don't really remember why i started
0: telling this story well you were born in shame oh yeah because we're talking about shame i that
1: that i was born in shame and like that fucked with me for a long time because i was just like oh like what the fuck what was the purpose of telling me that um and it is something that I think about a lot because I do work a lot with my clients of like dispelling shame. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I do believe that like the way that we dispel shame is by meeting it with empathy. And like the thing about shame is that we don't talk about it. And so it's like, it's, it's like if you're in school, right. And you, um, get a grade back or get like a, like you've written something, a short story and you get your paper back And, um, your teacher like looks at you and is like, what is this? Like, is like, this is the worst, like basically just shames you, right? You are, you are not a good writer. Um, like you might just put that in your bag and like shove it down in your bag and be Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. And like, when you get home, it's like, there's a kid that might get home and go to their parent and be like, oh my God, like, like, look at this. I got this paperback and this is what my teacher said to me. And the parent might be like, oh fuck. Like, that's not okay. Like talk through it, process it with them. But like, if you keep that paper in your bag and then you go upstairs and you dig it out and then you throw it in the trash can cause you don't want ever want anybody to see it and you don't ever mm-hmm. want to tell anybody because you're the worst writer, like that's shame. Okay. Like going down and telling your parent about it, that's like embarrassment. That's like, Oh, like I can't believe this happened to me, but like you can work through it. Shame gets buried. Yeah. It gets quiet. <laughs> like it lives and festers in silence.
0: Do you think that shame can manifest differently in neurodivergent people as opposed to
1: <clears throat> non? I, th- I think the answer to that is like, yes, obviously. I think it's yes for everyone. I mm-hmm. think shame manifests as cancer. <laughs> Literally. Oh, okay. shame manifests as stomach aches, stomach, ache, stomach ulcers, shame manifests as depression. Like shame to me is like the seed of mental illness <laughs> like, mm-hmm. in hon- all honesty. Mm-hmm.
2: Really? That's yeah, it is
1: uh, one of the most powerful emotions that can be like, I feel like that can really
2: fuck you up. Yeah, and I think some of the like unique experiences maybe to, um, People with neurodivergence is one, like, uh, if you don't have an understanding of or any insight into your neurodivergence and all of, um, your quirks get coded into faults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're shamed of you. Like, yeah, because their behaviors are shamed out of you because that's how they're the not socially acceptable. Know how to deal with it.
0: It's like, you know, what I talked to you about when I was a kid, you're always starting stuff and never finishing it kind yeah. of thing. If, mm-hmm. um, if I had let that stop me from ever trying anything else again, then that would have been a way that shame could have manifested itself or.
1: And there Mm. are ways that I'm sure that has manifested anyway. It's like, I know that um, it's like if, for example, like personally, like um, education, I always go back to is like a big thing for me. That's like a source of trauma Mm -hmm. and the way in which like I experience shame in school. And like I believed I was stupid, I believed that like my IQ was like baseline, like
0: because you were treated as if you were
1: because I was never given a chance because like the way that I behaved in school was inappropriate and unacceptable, mm-hmm. and so I needed to be put outside of it, and like, <clears throat> um, and so. <sighs> Okay, I'm so sorry. I got. No, to you're point. fine. <laughs> go, you just, go ahead. Talk. Go ahead. No, no, it's not
2: that. It's Uh-oh. that I got really lost <laughs> in what I was saying.
1: Right, Again, right. I kind of forgot my point. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, once you started branching out, and educational oh, yes. experiences. Okay. Yeah. Um. So th- I think
1: that there's a lot of educational shame for people who are late diagnosed or people who are diagnosed early on. Like, for example, yeah. with you, like in you've talked, <laughs> you've talked a lot about like going to parties and having to take your Ritalin and mm-hmm. like, no, like in all of those ways, it's like there um there are just a lot of ways that uh our behavior as like neurodivergent people like stimming behavior things like that that is seen as socially unacceptable or socially abnormal and so the way that society deals with those behaviors is by shaming them right a
2: lot of those early experiences as kids i'm just thinking of like one of my things is that like i Would experience a lot growing up, I remember, where I would chime in with something that was either off topic or weird or gross or like, what the fuck? Inappropriate. And just seeing the, <laughs> the look wash over someone's face, so mm-hmm. they're kind of like, uh, and like that shut down mm-hmm. feeling. And so, what I, as a, the, a lot of the people that that happened with were kids and like, what the fuck did I mean? They don't know, it is weird. Yeah. The stuff I was saying was weird. Yeah. But instead of ever talking to anyone about that experience or saying anything, I just shut all that in and thought, uh, the things that i think are weird mm-hmm. so i am not going to offer things i am only going to add to yeah uh in like really restricted ways
1: and that probably has manifested into right a,
2: a, like a lot of branches into every yeah. part of my but life but do you, you think mask, shame is especially. yeah ex-
0: i was exactly what yeah. i was about yeah. to say do you think shame uh is what affects how people mask and absolutely, and the masking? absolutely. because
2: I had people around me that I could have theoretically probably talked to about that and they probably would have understood. Yeah. But I didn't, I was, again, part of my neurodivergence, part of my shyness, part of all this stuff about me made me never tell anyone that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that did not get dispelled until I got older and met people that were more like me and that I could kind of like start teasing out bits of me and being accepted. And then it got rid of some of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to even look at, if you, like, if I want to look at things like less personal to me Mm -hmm. and just think about like societally how we're seeing that, um, I, I don't know how I started getting every post that's posted on the shit moms group, say Mm -hmm. on Reddit, but I somehow now see every post. Are you subscribed to it? No.
0: Okay, that's weird. It just weird. shows
1: up on my front page all the time. Anyways, it's that and, like, um, I don't know the name of the subreddit, but it's a lot of women who are, uh, like, actively giving birth or women who are pregnant mm-hmm. who are choosing to not get medical help, mm-hmm. right, to have their pregnancy and their uh, birth go completely unmedicated. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, natural birth type thing. Oh, uh,
2: like, beyond to the extreme that, to the the extreme, extreme, they, never see, they never
0: see a doctor. I mean and th- not only their child but them they themselves could end up fucking dying absolutely. If they don't <laughs>
1: absolutely but i do think That's that a insane. lot of that is is a manifestation of shame in our in the way that women are treated in our medical system mm-hmm. and the way that pregnant women have been treated in our medical mm-hmm. system it's like when we have, when we can see like a population of women from the, from like in large amounts or somewhat large amounts, like refusing medical treatment while they're pregnant, that is not like a women are dumb thing. That is like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And that's because women do not trust doctors because they have been humiliated and shamed and by doctors for a fucking millennia. And not listened to mm-hmm. and told like, it's cause you're fat, <laughs>
0: like yeah.
1: you're hysterical, like this or that. And so or I even, think well, and like
0: victim shaming as absolutely. well.
1: Yeah. And so I think it's just broadly like, uh, women, um, like are being shamed on Reddit for refusing medical help while they're pregnant, understandably. Um, but also like that is a manifestation of a
0: deeper shame. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Have you no shame? Have like you that? no
1: mercy? <laughs>
0: uh, or I have no shame like it that that phrase popped in my head while you were talking.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
0: makes me wonder if if I mean do you think some types of shame can be healthy? Like do you think there are certain things that we should be ashamed mm-hmm. of or
2: I think feel here, shame I for? think shame... Here's where I think of that. Shame is important, and it is a cue for us. And if you're feeling shame, then you need to examine that. Mm-hmm. Why? You need to deconstruct that. You need to talk to someone about it. Because it is an important cue that something's up. This is not a feeling that feels good. Right. right. But it's, why it, yeah. do I feel that? Is it old belief systems? Should I feel shame about it? Do I need to change my behavior? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, that was
0: one of the reasons why i left the church mm-hmm. as a teenager was just the incredible amount of like shame and guilt that i would feel just for you know
1: yeah i waiting. mean i think at the yeah, core jerk it of off it. Or whatever at the core <laughs> of it shame demands Self reflection, mm-hmm. shame demands uh, looking inward and like talking it out with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, which most, is a helpful thing about yeah, therapy. Which is a helpful thing about therapy. Unfortunately, there are there are therapists that that shame, and there yeah, are therapists that that like. Um, struggle in that space and so like it's important to have somebody you trust especially if it's like deep deep shame
0: how how would a, sh- a therapist like how would a therapist shame one of their clients like just by something Being they would oh off? i know
2: one I, I had a client who had uh, i hear often from clients that past therapists have said to them you didn't do this homework i assigned you're not prioritizing yeah. your mental health
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that can just feel gut-wrenching yeah yeah. Especially when prioritizing your mental health and that week meant that you ate <clears throat> and you went to work. Yeah. And they're mad you didn't do homework. Right. Yeah. Like, that, I feel like that's unhelpful.
0: So what would be a better way to word that? You didn't do your homework hey, this yeah, week. Yeah. What,
2: what was, you know. did you not like, did you, was it not helpful? What was going on this week? Do you think we should try something different? Yeah. Do you think we need to take a break from homework? Like what's going on?
1: I mean, just asking if your client really wants to do
2: homework. I don't do homework. I don't either. And I, but that's just an example I hear a lot. For real.
1: Yeah. It's the homework thing. And I'm like, I really try to stay away from that. Um, but I, I have a lot of clients too, like who, well, I'll give, I'll give an example of like my own experience. Like, um, my first therapist that I went and saw after I got diagnosed with ADHD, uh, talked about their stepson who had undiagnosed ADHD. And the way that she would talk about her stepson was so fucked up. Like she'd be like, and he leaves, he's this and he just, uh, like just nagging about it the whole time during my mm-hmm. therapy session. That's not, I mean, I know now and I knew then that like, that is not appropriate. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a waste of your money and your time. It was an EAP. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had like six free sessions. I think I went to three. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I think, but like. Luckily, I had the understanding of that where I went to three sessions and I was like, fuck you. But not everybody does. Right. Right. Especially those who struggle with shame uh, associated with like late diagnosis, ADHD. Like not everybody's going to be able to be like, oh, this fucking Mm -hmm. this fucking lady. Mm -hmm. I
0: feel like over the past year, um, you know, spending a lot of time with the two of you and, and doing this podcast and, you know, doing things on my own, talking to other people about especially like neurodivergence and stuff, I feel like I have kind of conditioned myself Mm -hmm. to recognize when someone is being shamed more than I did in the past. Yeah. You know, for example, I'd talk to you about someone, something that someone had texted me about their autistic relative. And I was like, that sounds really Mm -hmm. shamey. Like it sounds to me like you're shaming that person. Yeah, And they were, you know, um, and you know, it's it's neither here nor there. But still like would I've even recognized that if that had been said to I me mean, that's five a good years point. ago?
2: Yeah. I mean a lot of the things like <clears throat> generic even sayings we say to each other are shamy. Yeah. About, like, look on the bright side, um keep you know, whatever kind of bullshit, toxic positivity I mean, stuff yeah. we say. That's, we there just, was it's programmed for us to say for and sure. think about what it sounds like. I
1: mean, there there have been times where like I've heard people that I like have worked with or like people that have been close to me that are like going in for another donut and they're like I'm gonna be bad and I'm like what like you're gonna it's, like it's not bad like to eat another fucking food, donut like, yeah. food and stuff like,
0: like that,
1: that they're bad for eating another donut mm-hmm. it's like
0: huh? I mean hey that food shame and food oh, trauma man. is something that I've struggled with my entire life mm-hmm. um my <laughs> here we go yeah. <laughs> We had this uh, pantry, like this like mm. a big, a big tall wooden cabinet that my parents would put a, put a bike lock through while they were at work what? to oh. keep us from eating all the food.
2: Oh, did you have? <laughs> did you have other food?
0: Um, I mean, they couldn't lock the fridge. Okay, but you know, like any snack food type stuff. So, and, like
1: this is the summer.
0: Yeah, during the summer.
1: yikes
0: um (laughs) yeah what do you think and i remember like i remember them really getting on to me about my weight a lot as a kid and i remember one time my dad like brought me into the kitchen and had this like measuring cup and this sugar and poured out like this amount and he's like that's how much sugar you're eating every time you drink a soda and all this shit
2: what the fuck
0: and then giving mm. me some printout of some fad diet that he had stumbled across. Did it help? And it? I'm like, 11.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. my God. So did it help? Did his regimen help you?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I, uh... In fact, you may not believe this, but I'm actually way less as, as a 41-year-old man than I did when I graduated high school.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: You know. Um, I still overeat. Yeah. I'm yeah. still overweight, but like I had like, like a 46-inch waist as a senior. Yeah.
1: That's I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what I weighed. Well, I didn't graduate high school, but like when that time was. I was always little um until I wasn't. And then I was like I yeah, I don't know. I like I My mom would talk real bad about herself. Mm -hmm. Um, She never said anything to me. Like, she would never say anything about, like, my weight or, like, the way I looked. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the way that she addressed, like, her body, whatever, Mm -hmm. her
0: body, her body issues. Yeah, and my mom, the same way. Um, On a diet from the time I can remember her. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's why I typically drink diet drinks because
1: mm.
0: regular sodas are too sweet for me. And I don't mm. drink soda a lot. I have no soda in the house. <laughs> my mom, but like when my I go mom drank to like to the bar, it's always 12, bourbon. It's
1: uh, probably like a 12-pack or more of Diet Coke every Oof. day. Every day.
0: I mean, what's wrong with just water and coffee? It's I love water.
1: <laughs> um, I don't like soda that much. I like Sprite. I like Sprite. But anyways, I don't like that starry shit.
0: <laughs> okay
1: no take it
2: noted noted <laughs>
1: don't come at me with that starry bullshit
0: so as <laughs> mental health professionals yes and both neurodivergent um how uh have you like coped with shame, since like maybe since your diagnosis, and since you've had like these education and mental health and, and all of those kinds of things, like how do you deal with it now, versus how you dealt with it? And this is well, for a one, question for both of you.
2: Yeah, one thing I think that I noticed in the beginning, uh, for me and for other people I've talked to, is like when you first learn your about your diagnosis and you first start learning things about yourself like that, is I did experience a lot of anger, for just like the misunderstandings and like the information that wasn't available when I was a kid. And just like a lot of like, uh, a lot of the stuff that I had been turning inward that I turned outward. So just to be warned that sometimes that can happen. And I mean, that's part of the process of healing. I feel like through Absolutely. It. I, uh, I think that
1: on a lot of people, the, the, the healing process, like the part that where it's like actually really fucking painful and mm-hmm. sucks ass and like hurts, um, mm-hmm. kind of gets lost on people sometimes. But like, uh, I think um, for me, like, the biggest source of, like, shame for me now is when it comes to, like, finances. Like, I've got a lot of shit I have to work through.
0: Um, So did a lot of people give you a hard time about how you manage money?
1: Like, yes, and just like, too much to get into here.
0: Right, of course.
1: Um, but, like, yeah. And, yes, and. <laughs> um, but there's, it's just really layered. And so, um, that's probably, like, the biggest source of, like, okay, that's, like, the next thing that I kind of need to tackle and, like, work through. But I think, like, up to this point, um, like the way that I do things, right? Like the way that I engage with my day in gen. And I mean that very generally, like I get up and I do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. It's like in a lot of ways, Um, on like, for example, my days off, things look very convoluted and I'm not really planning things. And like, it's very zigzag. And Mm -hmm. I think that just like my entire life, people have kind of examined me and the way that I do things and have went, why are you doing it like that? Why aren't you doing this? You know, just constantly criticizing and critiquing and providing whatever advice or whatever to, yeah, like to make it different. And it's so it's like, and it's like nothing I'm doing is hurting anybody. Nothing I'm doing is like wrong or bad or anything. It's just like instead of waking up and taking a shower and doing this thing, I did it backwards and people can't handle it. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff where it's like doing thing back, things backwards or like not in the order that other people would do
0: it. And it's like, funny you bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> because that that just opened up a memory of mine. Uh, when I was Atl- in Atlanta for – Um, management training for when I worked for Home Depot, um, they had this big breakfast downstairs in the hotel for Mm -hmm. all of us. And this was every morning. And like the first morning I'm down there, I'm eating and the buses were there to take us to the corporate headquarters. And this one girl who's there, I was like, I got to run back up to my room.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And she's like, why? I was like, I just got to brush my teeth. And she's like, you don't brush your teeth. Like, when you take a shower or anything, and I just looked at it, I was like, I brush my teeth after I eat. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what? You know, but like, doing something out of order, like, it didn't occur to me. Like, why would would I brush my teeth before I eat? Yeah, it's like
1: everything. (laughs) Like, and for a long time, I felt very under a microscope, like, of like, why are you... And like, even now, like, with Sarah, I will tell her something I'm doing before I do it. I'll be like, I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do this. And I'm kind of saying it, like in a tone that is expecting to get like negative feedback, I'm like waiting and anticipating for her to be like, why are you doing it like that? Or something like that. she's like, okay. (laughs) And like, why do I need to know every detail of this? (laughs) Like, but it is because like, so often I felt like that just my being was constantly being questioned. And so, um, I think that like, I am at a point now where that is, like, the effects of that are starting to wane a little bit. And, like, I'm starting to, like, not feel shame around just existing.
0: (laughs) What would be some ways... Maybe the
1: shaman wasn't wrong. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What would be some ways that can help us as adults, like, recognize when our behavior might cause someone to feel shame?
1: Hmm. Oof.
0: This wasn't on the list of questions, no, but like it just it. popped up into my head.
1: Is it like, are you curious for your own?
0: Well, yeah, for okay. my own. Okay. I mean, okay, I'm just curious. We we all want to learn right. and grow and, and be better human beings, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, do you want to go ahead and try to answer this? Sure. I mean, gosh, it seems like a, a hefty question. I was right. th- one thing I was thinking is to just uh, try to be mindful of like when you when and how and why you're giving advice. Mm-hmm. I guess um, Trying to be mindful of Everyone's experiences being different You don't really understand mm-hmm. the whole picture Things like that or Maybe like pay attention to people's faces
1: I think that if you are Someone who has gotten a lot of feedback Of it like that like your words have been hurtful or the way that you've said something has been hurtful and like you are also somebody that tends to say things like i just tell the truth or
2: i'm just brutally honest i'm just brutally honest
1: then like it's time to maybe examine (laughs) yeah it's time to examine like you know why uh like you know why Why are you doing that?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. um, Because, yeah. Like, you may be telling the truth, and it may be your truth, and it may be honest for you, but, like, you cannot presume to know everyone's truth. And it may
1: even just be the truth. Like, it may be like, oh, you have something in your teeth. But, like, the way that you say things to other people and, like, your tone, not yours – I'm just saying like, you know what people say or of
2: unintentional shame. Like for example, um, I may say, see, you have something in your tooth and I like, you have something in your tooth. And I'm saying like, I always floss after I eat, which I don't. Right. But like, if I offered that, I would be like, maybe in my head I'm thinking, well, that's helpful. Like, but I mean, it's not helpful. Like, the person doesn't they can floss
1: after they exactly. eat. Exactly. I've known people who, <laughs> who say, th- like, I always sure. floss after I eat. Do you need some or do you? Right? Or like. Like, you know, there's all kinds of ways that, like, I think that people probably project their shame onto other people mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like they feel shame about something and so they want other people to feel shame. Or that's their way of trying to connect so that they feel less shame about it. Oh, this person has yeah. this problem, not
0: me. And like that lack of self-awareness too. And and I'm sure a lot of shame is inflicted that unintentionally. Sure. Uh when I proposed to my second wife, I had bought her ring online, right? And it was a sapphire ring. It was her birthstone. And we took it into the, the, you know, it was the Hellsberg Diamonds or whatever. We took it into the store and the mall to get it sized. And I was like, this isn't, you know, the engagement ring or whatever. And he looks at it and he's like, pre-engagement ring? And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Oh, <laughs> like, I spent a yes. good amount of money on yes. that. the yes. uh,
1: Fucking up. Like, okay, one time <laughs> I, I wanted to start going to this gym. It was uh Genesis. Okay. Okay, it's like a fuck. You know, one of Isn't those. Is it nice? Gy- yeah. Um, Ozark Fitness. It used to be Ozark Fitness, right? Okay. Um, so I, all I, I just wanted to go in and fucking pay the amount that you pay, mm-hmm. so I could work out at this gym. Okay, they had classes that I really wanted to do, and this fucking guy i'm like i'm gonna pay for the membership but instead he decides to sit me down because he's like oh we offer these like three free training sessions so let me like show you tell you what this looks mm-hmm. like and it pulls out this fucking binder oh and it's just a binder and like each page is like multiple pictures of celebrities bodies and he's like which one do you want to look like oh my god i was like what <laughs> the fuck i just looked at him and i was like I don't want the three free training sessions. I'm good. You can <laughs> wow. put your fucking binder away, buddy. Wow. Get, take my fucking money so I can go do this body pump class. I mean, I, I, would,
2: <laughs> like,
0: I would imagine that's like, you know, what he's supposed to do to fuck. try and then he sell these find personal training sessions or whatever, but <laughs> like, yeah, you, I was for real like, this is a joke, right? Like... We need to do uh, an episode on, like, situational awareness. Oh, oh my God. Because <laughs> I oh can tell a million God. stories. But maybe that guy lacks some. I mean, it's like, read the room. I you don't, know. I um, mean. But it's hard sometimes. It's easier said than done. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. <laughs> Are there any specific coping mechanisms or self-compassion techniques that neurodivergent individuals can use to kind of counteract those feelings of shame?
1: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think like, um, like, I think the, the best and most effective way to counteract shame is to talk about the things that you're feeling shame around, Mm -hmm. which is the hardest thing to do. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and for which you need to find an appropriate audience. Yes. Not everybody is an appropriate audience for that. Um, not even like maybe not even your partner. (laughs) like um it depends it really just depends on the thing and it depends on uh, so i mean if there is something that somebody out there that is listening right and they're dealing with something that they have like a lot of shame around it's like i really do encourage you to talk to a therapist find a therapist that is right for you to talk to and like Talk to them about it. And then as you talk to them about it, ask them for help in talking to the people that are closest to you, the people that you would define as like your support system, because that person will then be able to help you like just dis- determine who is appropriate to share certain things with. But they will like start to work with you on like uh, building like ways of appropriately talking about those things with the people in your life because i think like that like we don't get educated on that sure
2: (laughs) and there are probably um people in your life who would be a good person to do that with but like maybe you just need to figure out how yeah exactly
0: i mean i could imagine it would be difficult to even like broach that subject with somebody hey you know this this behavior of yours is causing me to feel a lot of shame yeah and it's like you know that could be a lot for that person mm-hmm. to deal with too. They may not have recognized it.
2: Mm-hmm. They may not um, want to hear it. Yeah. No, or well, but
0: they, or they
1: may be They like, may think it's They may be like, oh my God, you should feel ashamed about that. Right? Or what you just never. Or they know, might be like, oh I fuck, guess. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't want you to feel that. Or they might be like, oh my God, like whatever. Right? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: I mean it's it's I think hard.
1: too,
2: like, yeah, finding support groups online if you can, or uh forums or whatever about different things where you can read other people's experiences and start to like feel less alone. Let's say you're <laughs> dating somebody for a while and then suddenly after a party one of your friends comes to you and says like your boyfriend hit on me. Yeah. You know? Right. You and you feel shame about that because like this is somebody that like you really care about and like it's hard to believe that about them and like da 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 da. da. And so like what do you do with that? Do you do, uh, do you lie about it? Do you say right. you talked to him and he said it was a misunderstanding? Do you believe that? Right. Like-
1: and that Like, it's little things like that that start to build where yeah. you're like, oh, well, he said he was really drunk. And then, like, you start, like...
2: He thought you were me. Yeah.
1: Start lying for him. And then suddenly you're like... Just riddled with all the shame of the things that you've like kept secret. That you feel like you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, like you can't leave because like you've lied and like you have covered, covered and thing. like all of those things. And mm-hmm. so that's like I guess like that's a way that shame can manifest. Yeah,
2: and it's hard because then when you start coming out of that dynamic and you start disclosing things to people, a natural response is to be like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know how I. And I it's like because I was that. lying. And yeah, there's shame in that too. It's because I was a li- lot because I lied to you. Yeah, I covered up for stuff mm mm-hmm. To protect myself.
0: Okay. So how do we dispel shame, Katie? Like, or Sarah? I
1: think we just have to do we it. Even,
0: how do we even begin to do that?
1: Um,
2: share, like, by... Sh- talk about it in a safe place.
0: Just talk, talk about, about, about it in it a safe place, place
1: with somebody that deserves Research to Research it in a safe you. way. Yeah.
2: Research it in a way that you right. can't get in trouble if you're in a situation that's not safe. Right. Go to the library. Yeah. If you can.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Go incognito on your phone.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get yeah. a, a computer. <laughs> Use your friend's computer.
1: Talk to a trusted friend if you have one. Yeah. Somebody that like has never,
2: you know, if you're the friend, keep in mind, you do have to protect yourself in that situation because it is emotionally draining mm-hmm. to be friends with someone yeah. who's going through that experience. Also, um, as best you can try to not just judge and shame them for it and give them ultimatums because that's
1: a lot of times I'll tell clients who are on the other end of somebody that's experiencing that. Mm -hmm. I'll just say like, just do your best to like reserve your reactions for when they're not in front of you. Mm -hmm. Like, which is something I have to practice all the time in therapy, right? Where I might like hear something or like be processing something that like, um Is fucked up in every way, mm-hmm. right? Like that. It, like I'm not gonna. I don't, wouldn't even know how to detail here. But it's like I'm sitting there and I'm like. I am in this sort of autopilot mode with my face and body because all of my energy is going into hearing, but I know that there are certain things I'm hearing that I ha I'm going to have to go back to later and just go, woo, like, you know what I mean? Like hear it. And like, that is what I would recommend practicing. If you are a friend or like somebody who is like going through that process with somebody they care about and love.
0: Do you think it's beneficial or Good practice to address behave behavior that is shaming someone else when you see it. Like, for example, like shaming, oh, yeah. shaming, shameful
1: behavior.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, is that really shaming? Like, I mean, calling it out, calling it out, just I, being like, "Hey, you know, that my... thing you said sounds really sh- like you're shaming also, this person." I'll
2: call it out without on accident. Like, that's an autistic part of me that will come mm-hmm. out. Is I'll just like don't food shame them or don't, whatever. And it comes out without me thinking about it. But yeah, I think you should call it out. I think like,
1: so one thing, one thing I will say about shame, it's kind of like trauma. Like you're like, you don't, it like trauma and shame is not decided by anything other than how it is experienced. Right. And so like, um, it, shame is an emotion and an emotion is a, is like a, um, oh my God, I just lost track of like words. Shame is an emotion. Shame is an emotion and an emotion is an involuntary reaction. And so like when we experience an emotion, so like, for example, if like we cry, Mm -hmm. like that's an emotion, Right. right? And we interpret that as a feeling sad or disappointed or whatever. Right. But the emotion itself is an elicited reaction that we are, we do not have control over, It is not up to us whether we feel shame.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: We don't get to decide that. It is something that happens to us.
2: Right. That's a good point. So when you're calling things out to keep in mind that like something that makes me feel (laughs) shameful may not feel other, other people feel shameful. Exactly. And so if you're like, don't fat shame her. And it's like, well, I'm not fat shaming her. I was just talking
1: about. And if the about- person doesn't, expe- the person who's sitting there being quote unquote fat shamed, yeah. like they might not experience that as Right, such. right. So it's like, it's probably not your job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. If that person doesn't experience that as sh- whatever is happening as shame, like it's not your job to say, you just got shamed. You feel shame now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Fair.
0: I like that.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: We just deal with it how we can, I guess. Right. I
1: mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that also it is important to recognize that like we don't get to choose either. Like we don't get to choose whether or not we feel shame about something. Mm-hmm. Like we can choose whether we self-examine it and self-reflect mm-hmm. and really like hone in on the behavior and what we did and like what needs to be held
2: accountable or what we need to be responsible for. But like, it's not something that we get to decide on. hmm And if it's something, if it's the kind of shame that's deep rooted was programmed in you since you were a little Mm -hmm. kid over and over again, then it's the kind that you're going to have to deconstruct and talk yourself out of over
1: and over again. It's going to take actual work, like practice over and over again, Because you have to
2: rewire that part of your brain to not feel shame about something that for years you were ashamed
1: about. Like sometimes it could be something as simple as like laying down on the couch
0: in the middle of the day. Is it like? (laughs) Like Literally. Like, walking down the the alleyway smoking a joint and feeling paranoid, even though where we live, it's legal, recreationally. I
1: now. mean, that's
2: paranoia. I'm not sure that that's shame, but it uh, would be like, you know... Terrible
0: metaphor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or like, if you, Sorry, were, if you were, like, hiding behind your house, smoking a joint while your mom was
0: here, uh-huh. even right. though
2: it's legal. And, like, you're on your... you're, and in you're your an house, adult, yeah. and it's your property.
1: Like, yeah. that's shame. That's shame. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> Well, and, you know, I know people who do that. I know sure, adults sure. that yeah. smoke cigarettes that won't oh, smoke yeah. oh, in front yeah. of their parents mm-hmm. or whatever. I just don't care. Like, I'm like, I I'm going out to smoke. And sometimes my parents will, like, come out and want to talk to me. And then I feel weird smoking in front of them. Do you? Yeah. Is it shame? I don't think it's shame. It's, it's like, just, embarrassed a little? Uh, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I am going to a concert with my dad. And I'm probably going to buy a vape from the dispensary before I go okay yeah 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 i mean he won't but you know he
2: might right on
0: i mean i could ask but he'll i don't know do it where we're going it's not technically recreationally illegal we don't Uh, need roads um. (laughs) all right so anything else you want to say about shame? shame 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 don't do it Okay. Don't shame people. Don't fucking shame people. It's fucking you know. It's whack. And feeling and
1: shame is whack. you
0: know shame is it you know something that we feel. Unfortunately, that you you think I don't think anyone's cracked a magic code to just never feel shame again, right?
2: <laughs> no, I mean maybe like certain drugs are very temporary. Yeah. Of time.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I mean, saying. alcohol lowers inhibitions, maybe things that you might. <sighs> but that,
1: that <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> no, please, yeah, I'm not, recommending. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs>
0: recommending doing drugs no. and, and drinking. I mean, some drugs I recommend. Uh, what are you here for?
1: <laughs> I'm here for freeing squirrels. That's what I was going to say, too. Uh, tell the story.
0: <laughs> tell the story.
1: Okay. Well, I don't want to. Do you want to? Okay, okay.
0: so, <laughs> um, I mean, I wasn't there for the first part of it, but when you both got here, you were like, hey, do you want to go free a squirrel? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, there's a squirrel tra- squirrel trap on a fence in your alleyway, and there's a squirrel caught in it, and we want to let it out.
1: It flew off the fence. It was so Yeah, was we like we walked up to squirrel. it, and I was
0: like, why don't you do it? And they're like, I don't, you I don't do. think I could have reached
1: it. I'm not sure that I could have reached it.
0: In all honesty, um, you were perfect for that job. But anyway, we we opened the yes. trap; it got out. I closed the trap so nothing can get back in there. Um, I'm
1: very concerned with why they're trapping squirrels right there. It seems weird. It's they weird. may
0: have been trying to trap something else. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's it's some kind of trap. That's true. It doesn't like, necessarily maybe it's their not cat specifically got out. for squirrels. I mean, squirrels. I mean, it, that's possible. Um, I would have put it somewhere else if it was for a cat, yeah. but I mean, they put it on a fence post, which is yeah, kind in of the odd, sun. you know, Ugh. in the sun it's, it's hot outside and like the, it, the squirrel yeah. was just baking in there. Well, we anyway, we let it out. That. It ran off and, and jumped really far. And, <laughs> and like, I, I, I was like, I feel like we did something. We did. I feel like we helped someone. Yeah. And now since I know where it's at and I'm aware that that trap exists, because I told you I was just down there with Ollie mm-hmm. yeah. thirty minutes ago. Check it. Um, Check it off. Where are your kids? It it's squirrel
2: 10 vigilante. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, 10 oh, 10 one more thing. Do
1: you, thing. Know, where Do you know where your squirrels are? Do you know where your squirrels are? So one more thing. I'm here for. I took my bike into the shop. Got some new tires and tubes, tubes? and had, head. Nope, handlebars. <laughs> Put on it. And so I've been riding all week. Like, that's awesome. Every morning trying to get out there and like get it. See Katie
2: riding. They
1: see me they riding. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so that's been really cool. I've been glad to get back on my bike.
0: That is Awesome. Anything else, Sarah? No. Anything else going on? There's not really much going on with me. I do want to see the Barbie movie. I've been hearing next a lot weekend. of great things about it. So I think we might try and do that. Uh, anyway, um, next week, I think we're going to talk about intrusive thoughts.
1: Intrusive so, uh, thoughts. This is
0: for you, Kim. She asked about shame. or yes. I don't know if you're a he or a she or a them or a they. Anyway, Anything Kim, between? you asked about shame. You asked about intrusive thoughts. And so... Uh, That's what this episode is about and what next week will be about as well. And if you have a certain topic or question that you would like us to answer for you or talk about on the podcast, you can email us at neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Facebook um, and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Bye.